0: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, some grain movement issues have started to pop up. Agri-News is brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. And McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative, McDougal Auctioneers, for guaranteed results, online at McDougallAuction.com. Grain movement is being disrupted at CN Rail. The Ag Transport Coalition says during Grain Week 11, that's October 8th to 14th, CN supplied just 68% of grain hopper cars ordered for that week. The result, an unfulfilled shipper demand of over 1,700 cars. Adding to CN's woes, a train derailment near Wainwright, Alberta last week severely damaged a significant bridge on the CN mainline, bringing rail traffic to the west coast to a grinding halt for several days. CN officials say this has caused some disruption to the flow of their grain supply chain, both on the loaded movements to the west coast and to the empty supply returning for next loading. They indicate that spotting for Week 12 and Week 13 will be influenced by the disruption in the flow. CN's General Manager for Western Operations, François Boucher, says there have also been delays due to the operational hours at one of the port terminals further affecting car supply.
1: What would really help is uh, if the elevator at the coast and in the prairies could work seven days a week. Right now they have reduced operations during the week and this has a huge impact on the flow of cars.
0: CN officials say they will continue to work closely with their supply chain partners to resolve these challenges and keep grain moving. Cattle prices across Saskatchewan were again moving up during the past week. Provincial livestock economist Brad Marsenyuk says there was a mixed range for feeder steer prices.
1: Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed, but overall higher last week. Canfax reported Saskatchewan feeder steer prices ranged between two dollars and seventeen cents per hundredweight lower, and thirteen dollars and forty-four cents per hundred hundredweight higher. The biggest gains were in the lightweight three to four hundred pound feeder steer weight category, while the largest losses were in the eight to nine hundred pound feeder steer weight category. The five to six hundred pound feeder steer price declined by a dollar four averaged $229.59 per hundredweight over the week. Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices were also mixed but overall higher last week. Feeder heifer prices range between $3.10 per hundredweight lower and $5.56 per hundredweight higher. The largest price gains were also in the lightweight (3 to 400 pound feeder heifer weight category, while the largest losses in the 800-plus pound weight category. And what are the factors behind these changes? Saskatchewan feeder steer prices were mixed, but primarily higher on continued good local demand and stronger basis levels. We also saw some weakness in the Canadian dollar declining below $0.80, cents, which helped prices move overall higher. And what were marketings? Canfax reported 31,948 head of cattle were sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that was up significantly from 12,893 head market of the previous week. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Slaughter cow prices in Alberta were steady to higher last week. The price of D1, D2 slaughter cows increased $1.88 to average $89.88 per hundredweight, where the price of D3 slaughter cows increased $0.12 to average $79.50 per hundredweight. Fed cattle prices in Western Canada for Alberta fed steers were steady last week. Fed steer prices were reported to average $137.69 per hundredweight, and that was up slightly $0.15 per hundredweight from the previous week.
0: Marson Yooks' cattle on feed as of October 1st in the U.S. were estimated at 10.8 million head, up 5.4% from a year ago. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And brought to you by Marcuson New Holland, east of Regina at Emerald Park. Visit Marcuson.com. Farmers with canola, not in aeration bins, should monitor their stored oil seeds on a regular basis. Joy Agnew is a project manager with Prairie Agricultural Machinery Institute in Humboldt. She says farmers need to monitor their canola in the bin even though it was hot and dry in late summer.
2: Well, as with all grains, both temperature and moisture are a major concern, but with the harvest conditions this year, temperature is probably the bigger concern because most canola was coming off the field dry or close to dry. But uh, if the canola was harvested in late August or early September when air temperatures were quite warm, it definitely needed to be cooled to a target of 15 degrees Celsius or lower. The fastest and easiest way to do it is to have it in a bin with aeration capacity and blow cool air through it. Average air temperature during the day is, is now around 10 degrees Celsius, so it's it's ideal right now to cool it down. If you don't have access to air or don't have enough air bins, then uh, the traditional practice of turning it or pulling the grain entirely out of the bin and into another bin ideally uh, will help get that temperature down just by exposing that grain to the ambient air and breaking up any hot spots that may have formed in that original bin.
0: Agnew stresses the importance of regular monitoring of canola in the bin.
2: For sure it's just it's just a reminder that there is a huge investment in that bin and there's never any guarantees with canola storage because it could have come off the field dry and relatively cool, and you might see an issue just because of the finicky nature of canola while it's in storage. Some of that finickiness, I guess, could be attributed to the reports that canola respires for up to six weeks after harvest, generating its its own heat and moisture. So that's why seemingly good-to-store canola can spoil, so you have to keep an eye on it throughout the entire storage period.
0: Agnew says there is no one spot in a bin where the grain is more susceptible to spoilage.
2: If you have decent airflow uniformity through the bin, I don't think there's any one spot that is more susceptible than others. It all just depends on where the wetter seed or, you know, uh, a higher pocket of uh, dockage or weed seeds might collect in the bin, that might be where a hotspot forms, but I don't think that's consistent from bin to bin.
0: Agnew was also asked about long term storage strategies.
2: Yeah, we actually have two years of, of pretty solid data on that exact thing that if you know the, the canola is going to be stored into the next spring and, and summer months, it's probably best to get it as cold as possible in the winter and then leave it alone in the spring but keep an eye on it. So the idea here is getting it as as cold as possible so that as it slowly warms up the next year, the average temperature still stays below that target 15 degrees Celsius.
0: Even the best made plans can fail to stop spoilage.
2: That's just bad luck in some cases or that issue where you have a pocket of green seed or weed seeds or high dockage in one area that just starts to heat and and it's not noticed until a good chunk of the bin is gone and it's just honestly it's bad luck more than anything else.
0: Agnew has heard of some big losses.
2: A hundred percent. I've heard stories where an entire bin goes up in smoke literally and it's not even salvageable for bio oil production and when you're talking even just a 5,000 bushel bin that's a $50,000 loss. That's uh, a pretty big hit.
0: Agnew advises farmers to be vigilant.
2: Keep an eye on it. And there's a lot of technologies available to help do that, and new ones coming out on the market in the next couple of years. So it's going to be an interesting, in- interesting time when it comes to grain storage and management.
0: And she explains further.
2: We're moving more towards, I guess, 3D temperature and moisture mapping abilities. So rather than having these point sensors measuring, you know, a relatively small portion of the grain in the bin, I can see these 3D mapping technologies coming sooner rather than later.
0: Agnew expects the high-tech equipment will make spoilage easier to detect.
2: Exactly. We'll basically be monitoring the entire bin content rather than one percent of it.
0: Joy Agnew is a project manager with the Prairie Agricultural Machinery Institute. More information on grain storage can be found at www.pammy.ca in the news section. Market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson, is Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southey, Prince Albert, Yorkton, and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra this morning were mixed in early trading. Canola rose $4.50 at $4.8624. Oats fell $0.87 cents at $165.84. Number 1 Red Spring Wheat increased three twenty six dollars at two thirty eight zero one. dollars The rest were unchanged. Durham, $260.12. Feed Barley, $162.65. Flax, $450.25. Yellow Peas, two seventy two twenty nine. And feed wheat one thirty six forty eight on the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning. December spring wheat is down a half cent at six nineteen and a quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn livestock auctions. Call Assiniboia six four two fifty three fifty eight or Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. Hello,
3: it's Clayton Horlick here with Heartland Livestock Services of Yorkton with the market report for this week of October the 25th. Well, we have a busy day here today with 3,300 head of cattle on offer. The Semithole Influence pre-sort sale is uh, going very strong here. Some of the prices we've seen here today. Cows and bulls, D1 and D2, 80 to 87 with sales to 91. D3 cows, 70 to 79. The old thin cows from 30 to 65 with the bulls bringing 95 to 105 with sales up to $1.10. On the Semitol influence pre-sort sale, here are some of the highlights of what we've seen here today: 239 Semitall cross steers at 638 pounds at 223, 159 Semitall cross steers at 566 bring 224 a pound, 122 Semitall cross steers at 707 pounds average bring 213.50. We had a group of 72 tan steers at 637 bring 225.50, 30 tan steers at 502 bring 249 and a quarter, 166 black steers. 559 pounds bring 222 a pound, and 153 black steers at 490 bring 248. So, folks, the prices are really looking good here today. Uh, just a reminder the market for next week is booked full. And uh, we do have room for some of the cattle that we would have for the November the 8th sale. And also a reminder, we have a horse sale this Friday on October the 27th, starting at 3 o'clock. It's Clayton Harlick reporting. Have yourself a great afternoon.
0: Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices.
3: Ham sold 7,300 hogs Tuesday, selling a range of 148 to 150 per CKG. Today's sale is expected to be around 6,500 heads, selling a range of 151 to 152 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and four contract prices opened up this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was down 13 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2666. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.05 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets finished near steady in yesterday's trade, with U.S. Packers still adding hogs to the daily slaughter schedule. Yesterday's slaughter was estimated at 462,000 hogs positioning the week's total to exceed 2.55 million hogs and break record for the largest U.S. weekly slaughter. Lean hog futures were marginally higher in early trade this morning, but the recent weakness in the Canadian dollars allowed both cash and forward prices to advance $2 per CKG Canadian.
0: Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch Eaves Trough. Specializing in 6-Inch Eaves Troughs for farm buildings and shops. Online at prairieeaves The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Mainly cloudy skies. Wind southeast 30 becoming northwest 40 gusting to 60 late this afternoon. The high today 13 degrees. Tonight periods of rain changing to light snow near midnight. Wind north 50, gusting to 80, the low minus 2. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, 60%. Chance of flurries early in the morning, clearing later in the morning. Wind north 50, gusting to 80, diminishing to 20 in the morning. Temperature steady near zero tomorrow, the low minus 9. Friday, sunny with a high plus 5, the low minus 4. Saturday, sunny with a high of 9, the low plus 2. Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud, 30% chance of showers and windy, the high 6, the low minus 5. Monday, partly cloudy, the high plus 2, the low minus 6. Tuesday, a mix of sun and cloud, the high plus 2. The normal high for this time of year is plus 7, the normal low is minus 6. The sun rose at 7.38 this morning. It sets at 5.47 tonight. Around the province we have Estevan at 11 degrees, Saskatoon 4, Swift Current 16, Weyburn 12, Yorkton is 5, a wide range. Cloudy in Regina, it's 9, that's 48 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast, 31 gusting to 43. Humidity 53%, the dropping 100.1. Cloudy and Moose Jaw 12, Winds are from the south, southwest at 8. Once again, Regina, Cloudy and 9, that's 48 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.